Hey, Shepherd family. Welcome to worship this week as we're diving into the topic of spiritual maturity. What does it mean to have a strong faith? I'm John Corollas, our Director of Digital Mission, and it's so good to have you with us as we worship God together. As we go through life and we cling to the promises that God gives us, it does something to us. It changes the way we live and the way that we see the world. And that progress that we make in becoming more like Jesus is spiritual maturity. It's growing in our faith. So how do we do that? We'll be hearing a message from Ephesians chapter 4 as we listen to the Apostle Paul, the first and greatest missionary, teach the church in Ephesus about growing in faith. In the meantime, though, as we look at life, as we live life together, we realize that there's a lot of things we have to work on. Though we cling to God's promises, we still struggle with impatience. We still struggle with annoyance or irritation, little habits that we might still need to work on to get out of our lives. But in the face of all of that, God still offers us His grace and His security, knowing that even though we might sometimes have some immaturity in us, we might have some spiritual weakness in us, He holds us together and holds us close in His love. Join us for worship this week as we dive into the topic of spiritual maturity. Today we're talking about the idea of spiritual maturity. What does it mean to have a stronger faith? What does it mean to be growing in your faith, to be developing greater confidence in what you believe about Jesus? Really, though, we're talking about spiritual maturity. What does it mean for Jesus' transformational power in your life to be making positive change over the course of your faith, your faith walk, your faith development? And we're going to be learning from the Apostle Paul in a letter he wrote to the church in Ephesus, the letter to the Ephesians. He was writing this letter because he needed to encourage the church to have unity in the face of division, to stop fighting with one another and to live lives that evidenced the faith that they had. You see, when we believe in Jesus, when we trust in his promises and cling to what he tells us, it changes the way we live life. It's noticeable. But what does it actually look like? What does it mean? Well, for the people in Ephesus, there was a lot of infighting going on, a lot of conflict. There was some false teaching going around. And so the Apostle Paul, their teacher, their authority, he was letting them know that as Christians, they needed to change the way they lived so that people on the outside could look at them and see something was different. Something was different about these Christians that caused them to live in harmony with one another, that caused them to live humbly, gently with one another, that showed that they loved one another rather than competed with one another. So listen to these words from Ephesians chapter 4. Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. You can hear the way the Apostle is pleading with the people in this church to be gentle, to be humble, to let peace guide their actions and interactions, rather than just trying to be the best one in the room or the most confident person in the group. The people of God lead life differently. There's a maturity about them where they don't fight about the things that don't matter as much. The apostle goes on when he says, Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work 
and build up the church, the body of Christ. Paul is reminding these people that there are people God gave to them with a specific mission to lead them in growing in their faith. The apostles, those are the ones that knew Jesus face to face. The prophets, those are the ones that communicate God's message to people. The evangelists are the ones that spread the message of the gospel to the world around them. And the pastors and the teachers are those that live with the people in that church and spend time with them over a period of months or years, teaching them, getting to know them, leading them in what a life of spiritual maturity, of what strong faith looks like. He even says in verse 12 there, the responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work. That doesn't mean changing the trajectory of their lives in the sense of their career or what they do with their time, but rather it changes the trajectory of how they do those things to be leading people to follow Jesus, leading people to see the work of God in their lives. So no longer is their career, whether it's in business or commerce or education or childcare, whatever that career is, you continue to do those things well with the intent that by doing them well, you are showing people what it means to be a follower of God. Your intentions are different. Your energy is different. Your, tr- your, your goals are different because you're not really concerned with being the best in the world so that everyone knows your name. You're concerned with being the best so that people know God's work in you. They know that what drives you is not your own success, but the growth of God's church, the, the spreading and sharing of God's love with the world around you. Paul says this will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son, Jesus, that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. In other words, as we grow in our faith, we become more like Christ. Then, he says, we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, and this is really important, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow, so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Growing and full of love. Those two things indicate what it means for someone to be growing in their faith, because this isn't a journey that we take on our own. The spiritual walk is not a walk for personal fulfillment. It's joining in with the body of Christ, the body of believers. The church is bigger than one family, bigger than one building, bigger than one church body, right? The church is a global movement of people who have trusted in God's promises. And that trust they have in God's promises changes the way they walk through life so that no longer are they divided by the things that divide people without the hope of Christ. We use that hope of Christ to help us see one another the way that God sees us so that peace and gentleness guide our interactions with one another. Paul was explaining to the church in Ephesus, That when you're tied together in Christ, he breaks down those barriers that we build between each other so that our witness of unity can show the world that there's a better way to live life. There's a better way to cling to the promises we have from our Creator. We are not the primary priority in our lives. We are not the most important thing to ourselves. No, instead, it's the unity and maturity of the church. So what does it mean to grow up in our faith? What does it mean to grow and become stronger Christians? It means that when we see each other, 
we are bound to one another. Though there might be things that annoy us about certain other people, there might be challenges that arise between us and other Christians. Instead of recognizing those and then avoiding that person, or instead of recognizing those things and becoming judgmental, we pray that God would help us to see the other person and help them to see us the way that God does, so that our unity becomes a witness to the power of God's love in our lives, rather than just another one of those things that makes us who we are. We are not divided from one another, but we are tied to one another. And as we grow in our faith, we can recognize that development, recognize that progress that we make by seeing how those divisions that formerly would have driven us apart are becoming less and less, and our unity to one another is becoming more and more. That's what the the gift of God's grace does. You see, when Jesus died on the cross, his blood covers our imperfections. It forgives our weaknesses. It helps us to recognize that we might not be able to succeed in following all of God's laws and rules for us, but in that failure, we are forgiven. And when we are forgiven, we can help. It helps us to see that others are forgiven. And when we recognize that we and the people around us are all forgiven, none of us deserve this place we have in God's family. It drives us to a place of unity. It drives us to a place of seeing that we don't need to be judgmental towards others or rank ourselves in who's stronger or who's weaker as a Christian. Instead, we reach across those barriers and grab a hold of the people that God puts in our lives because that unity is the, the proof of God's transformational power in our lives through the church, through the body of believers all across the world. Whether it be in Ephesus for the Apostle Paul 2,000 years ago, or it be Shepherd Online right now between me and you, whether you're a part of another church or not, we are all bound together because of God's love for us. What does it mean to be a mature Christian? What does it mean to have a strong faith? It means that when you look out at the world around you, and when you look at other Christians in your life, you are united rather than divided. Let that unity guide you as you go about your week, as you go about your faith walk for the rest of your life, striving for greater unity as the message of God's transformational power in your life.